Okay, you guys ready? We're going to start uh, the second week of our Beatitudes series. Who remembers what we talked about last week? Jared, there are pens in the basket. Um, who remembers what we talked about last week? What were the first two Beatitudes? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom in heaven, and blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Okay. Does anyone know the next beatitude? Joel? Ooh, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. That is correct. We're going to do that one, and we're going to do verse 6. What's verse 6? Blessed are the meek, and then what's after meek? Very good. Okay, so you guys got your, you guys got your uh, handouts. We're gonna start with that with that first one. Hey, listen, we're gonna start with the first one. Uh, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. What does meek mean? Does anyone know? So we have shy, sad, weak, lonely. <laughs> Sounds like a Debbie Downer. Uh, um, dumb, okay? That's apparently... Poorly fed. No. Okay, most of those things are not anywhere near definition for the word meek. What is meek, Thomas? <laughs> Squirmish? Like Gollum from Lord of the Rings? Okay, that's not, that's not that bad. Somebody who doesn't try. Okay, so, so we're getting something. Okay, so I have two definitions for you. The first definition, what? The, the first definition, these are not your blanks. The first definition is uh, a meek is, is patient and mild. Somebody who is, is not inclined to anger. Um, what? Sad. That's not <laughs> close. Um, and then the and okay. Then the other definition, the other definition is somebody who is overly submissive, someone who is weak and tame. Um, so we have two. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And and Ryan said weak. So you guys kind of got half of like you got one of the two definitions. And so, do you guys think that these two definitions agree with each other? Because we, they don't. Patient, mild, not inclined to anger. And then the other one is someone who is submissive and weak. They don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like strong, like strong-willed. Um, exactly. Um, and and so and so one of them has a more negative connotation. Obviously, the second one, weak, um, submissive, and tame. And when we read this beatitude, blessed are the meek. Which which one do you think Jesus was talking about? The first one, <laughs> the second one. Okay. <laughs> so Jesus Jesus is saying meek, and he's he's using it in this way 
that means patient and mild and not easily angered. Um, and, and so we have these two definitions, and one of them is this Christian value that, like, Jesus talks about, and it's all over the Bible, and we're going to look at a few different examples. And then the other one is this more secular definition that people use with a negative connotation to describe weak people, basically. Um, so before we get into the other verses and the blanks and stuff, we're going to show a clip. Okay, so he was in the clip. The guy was in a wheelchair. He was paralyzed before they crashed on the island. And then when they crashed, he could walk again. That doesn't have anything to do with being meek. But in case you were confused, were you confused about that? It was awesome. It's super cool. Um, so you have this guy. And, and why, why did I show this clip? How was he an example of being meek? Okay, so being pushed around doesn't make you meek, but it's your response to that is what makes you weak. So how, or meek. He wasn't inclined to anger, but, but he also stood up for himself. He didn't let the guy just push him around all the time. He, he knew when there was a time and a place to stand up for himself. You know, when he was at his desk and the guy and the boss came up to him and, and kind of gave him some attitude, he didn't say anything, but then later on his lunch break, you know, he, he respectfully stood up for himself. You know, he said patient. When he was talking about leadership, he talked about the importance of patience, like you said, Ryan. Um, and then even on the island, and there, I know I didn't show a lot of stuff on the island because I thought the flashback stuff was more important, but um, if you've seen the show, you know how all the other guys on the island are, were obsessed with, like, being better than each other and being, like, the alpha male. And, like, John hangs around, and then when he's needed, he steps up, and then he becomes this real legitimate leader that people respect because not because he's trying to go in there and being arrogant and prideful and okay later he goes a little crazy but in the in the first couple seasons of the show in the first couple seasons of the show he is he's a good respectful meek leader hey shh hey guys so so he you know he knew how to be a good leader and it, and it wasn't that, and it wasn't to be prideful or arrogant or push people around. It was to wait until he was needed, and then he was able to step up, and people respected him for that. And he didn't, you know, say, this is how it's going to be. We're going to do this. You know, he had a skill, and he kind of brought that to the table, and people, like, shut up and listened to him. Um, it's an interesting look at being meek. I like the show a lot, so that's why I showed the clip. Um, and it's really cool that he got to walk again, and the wheelchair, that is so cool. So we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to the, the blanks. Your first blank, um, meek is not weak. Good job. I know some of you guessed that. Um, so meek is not weak. Um, and we're gonna look at a couple different verses. If you you can you can find the word meek used to describe different people throughout the Bible. Um, so the first one we're gonna look at is this one in the beginning of the towards the beginning of the Bible in the book of Numbers, chapter twelve, verse three. It says, this is um, describing Moses. Uh, it says, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the other men who were upon the face of the earth. So Moses is described as being meek. Not weak, um, but if you know Moses' story, I mean, Moses rescued God's people from slavery. He, you know, he overthrew the Pharaoh and, and led this great nation of people out of Egypt and, and brought them the Ten Commandments and, 
and you know led them for years and years and years. He's a great leader in the Bible, um, and he was meek. It says that right there. He was meek, and and he he stood up for himself, but he was never prideful or arrogant about his leadership. When um, you know this stuff in Egypt with the with the Pharaoh, he he never tried to go in there with with force and and you know angrily defeat him. You know he he had God on his side and kind of just went with it that way. Um, and then the other one is from the book of Psalm, Psalm 131, verse 1. Uh, my heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. So this is, does anyone know who this is describing? Who's talking here, basically? King David. So King David describes himself as meek, as not proud. And, you know, King David was not weak. He was like a little boy, and he defeated Goliath, and he led, I mean, he became like the most honored king, you know, God's, a man after God's own heart, um, and it wasn't because he was weak, obviously, but he was meek, and he was humble, and and he had like this, this virtue. He, it, was just, it was considered a virtue. He was patient, and he was not angry, um, so those... You know, these two guys described as meek, and, and if you ask people who maybe aren't Christians, you know, what does meek mean? There's like this negative connotation, but you see these really great people um, that God chose and used, and, and it's an honor to be meek, to be that kind of leader. Um, so when Jesus says, you know, blessed are the meek, he wants us to strive to be like this, to be patient, to, to not be weak. He doesn't want us to just be, be pushovers. You know, we're supposed to stand up for our beliefs, but not be angry about it. And now we're going to look at Jesus' example. Um, the next blank is meek is not fearful. Um, and then the verse, Matthew eleven twenty nine. This is Jesus talking about himself. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. Um, once again, there's that word, and this Jesus uses it to describe himself, um, which is really cool because, you know, he, he blesses the meek, and then this is something that he was himself. Um, Jesus, Jesus was not fearful. Jesus wasn't timid or, you know, submissive. He wasn't a pushover. Can you guys think of examples of that? Yes, he overturned the tables of the money changers and and it was a righteous thing. And he was standing up for, what? Were you just saying the word righteous? Okay. Do you like that word? Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so he was standing up for, you know, he was standing up for God. And, and it was not a bad thing what he did. It was, it was a righteous act. And he was not afraid to stand up for himself and do that. And do that. Um, what? It was pretty far out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. What other examples can you think of of Jesus as being meek? Devin? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, and, I mean, he was probably respectful. He was Jesus. But, again, that was, you know, him... And it's the same thing with, like, David. David be, de being super young and, like, killing Goliath. You know, Jesus, when he was young, he, he 
knew when to speak up and stuff. Um, and that's a great thing. Um, the example that I came up with is kind of the, the big one. Jesus died on the cross um, in, in that he, he kind of courageously took that on himself. Because, like, I mean, can you imagine, like, how, how hard that would be, you know, to face all of that, to face all of that torture? Um, but he did it fearlessly. Um, Jesus is a, is a good example of being meek. Um, which kind of gets us into the next, um, oh, actually, before we get to the next one. Um, so Jesus is our, our kind of go-to example for being patient, meek, humble, and all of that. That's what he's blessing in this beatitude. Can you guys think of people, because, because the way society talks about meekness, it's kind of this negative thing, weak, submissive, blah, blah, blah. Can you think of people that we, as a society, glorify who maybe are not so meek? Anyone? The people on Jersey Shore. <laughs> I think uh, Charlie Sheen. Actually, that is a really good example, and that's, that's something that I came up with. Yes. Yes. Hey, okay. Bef- we're not going to go totally into the Charlie Sheen thing, but yeah, if you are aware of what's going on, he went a little crazy, and... And he's doing interviews, and he's saying that he's the best thing ever. He's the best actor ever, and he's being, like, just incredibly arrogant and prideful. And for some reason, 20 million people still watch his show every week. And is it really funny? I don't think it's funny at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> did, I, did I say that? I, oh, I did say that. Okay, hey. What? Oh, no, I, he's totally playing himself. But to me, it's so, it's like fascinating that, that this guy who is just a jerk, like, I mean, he goes on and goes off about, I'm not going to say three nice things. Okay. Charlie Sheen can be funny sometimes. He was really funny in Being John Malkovich. Um, He was in a good movie that won Best Picture. That doesn't mean he won Best Picture. Uh, And, you know. He is good at public speaking. Okay, hey, we're, we're losing, losing track. Losing track. Charlie Sheen is an arrogant jerk, not meek at all. And <laughs> he, he is incredibly prideful in the way he is handling his life right now. Um, the, Charlie Sheen's the extreme, I think, that a lot of people would say his behavior probably is not that good. The one that I came up with was Donald Trump. Um, because he's a really successful businessman who's got like a buttload of money. And, but if you listen to the guy talk, he is the biggest self-promoter of all time. He will say everything that he touches turns to gold. His businesses are the best. His golf courses are amazing. His casinos are the best. His hotels are the greatest thing ever. Yeah, so Donald Trump is not meek. He did not get where he was today by, by being, you know, patient and, and all of that. Guy, the, the guy probably pushed people around, lied a few times to get where he is. Um, what is going on? Hey, let's not focus on the bug. 
Um, so th these are people that like we glorify as a society or, or that are able to get ahead. But um, Jesus doesn't want us to be like that. Jesus wants us to be more like somebody like, can you guys think of a meek person? Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, um, Gandhi, all these nonviolent, um, yeah. Um, I mean, Gandhi led a revolution by not fighting people, and, and yeah, we said that. Um, so those are good examples, and this, these are the kind of people that Jesus wants us to be like. Um, Jesus wants us to be patient, and, and he doesn't want us to resort to violence. Um, or lying, or whatever it is. Um, so the last blank for the meek, or no, the, you're just next blank. Meek is being like God. Um, and, and like we looked at in that last verse, Jesus describes himself as meek. Um, and, and so th this is something we obviously should strive for because the, Jesus is the example that we need to live by. Um, so those are the three kind of things about what meek is. Then we get to the second half of that verse. What's the promise for this beatitude? Because every beatitude has a promise. So what's the promise? They will inherit the earth. <clears throat> so what does that mean? Anybody want to take a guess? Okay, I will go on. Um, basically, kind of the idea here, like the, the way I see it is that, is that people who are not meek, the arrogant, the violent, the angry, the prideful, they're going to spend their lives fighting each other, destroying the things that they own, and destroying each other. Yeah, Devin? Yeah. Because, because you're going to have all these people that are going to be fighting over everything, and they're just going to, I mean, they're going to, you know, trying to kind of fight each other out of everything. And the meek, the people who kind of are patient, are going to receive, I mean, it's, I'm, he's talking about heaven. He's talking about like that promise of God's, you know, God's kingdom. And, and these are the people that God is going to, you know, bless and glorify in his kingdom. Um, the meek, not the dictators or the angry or the violent. Um, so that's the big promise. Um, a way that we kind of can apply this, um, you know, to everyday life, we, I know we talk about being meek, being patient. It's like this big high concept to kind of bring it to our everyday lives. Um, it's just how we should treat other people. Um, I, have a, I have a verse, Romans 12, 17 through 21. Um, I'm going to read it real quick. It says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but, be overcome, but overcome evil with good. So your last blank is conquer evil with, good, with being or conquer evil by being meek. Um, this is, I mean, you know that, the, the like, cliche phrase, kill them with kindness? This is kind of what that is, you know? You never heard that? Raise your hand if you've heard that. Thank you, Ryan. One person. Okay. Um, so so what, what the, the verse is saying is that, you know, if somebody is, is mean to you, that is no reason to be mean back. That is no reason to resort to the same kind of tactics or levels of them. God wants us to kind of rise above that. 
in, in being meek, in being patient with them, in being loving towards them. Um, and that is going to what, that's going to be what's going to win people over. You know, people are going to see that in you. That's, that's going to be something so different um, from, from like the rest of the world, from non-Christians. Because your first reaction is obviously to fight back, to get revenge. But if you kind of live this way, and, 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 and it's not saying be weak and let, just take it, but it's like be kind to these people and have patience with them in, in handling these situations. Um, so that is the first verse. So we're gonna, I'm going to quickly go through the second beatitude. I had a lot to say on meekness. The, there's not as much on the second one, but it's still really important, and we're going to talk a lot about it in our small groups. So Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So we have, uh, what, three, three blanks there, right? Um, what does this say for us? What is, what is this beatitude? It, you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. This is something that we can strive for. Last week we talked about beatitudes where, what was it? It was blessed are the poor in spirit. That's not something that maybe you want to strive to. Um, blessed are those who mourn. You can't, you don't want to like pray for bad things to happen so you can mourn them, you know? But this is something, these two, being meek and being hungry and thirsty for righteousness are things that you can strive for in your own life. So the first one is making God your choice um, because being hungry and thirsty for him is a choice. Um, you can decide what you want in your life. To hunger for righteousness is to make a choice for yourself. And the quote that I found that, was really, that I really liked was that our spiritual appetite reveals our heart's desires. So the things that we hunger for and thirst for, those are, those are the things that we really want. Those are the things that we want to fill ourselves with. You know, I, when I'm hungry, I don't, I'm not hungry for like, I don't know what I don't like. What do I not like? I like broccoli. Broccoli's great. Fish. I don't really like fish. So when I'm hungry, I don't hunger for fish. I hunger for pizza most of the time because Oh, I'm so sorry. I know you're all, I know y'all are hungry. Um, I, I want pizza because I want to be filled with that. And it's so good. Oh my gosh, lasagna too. I don't hunger for like fish or like weird food or sushi. I don't like sushi. It's well, it's fish, but it's also not fish. I don't know. I, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Thomas. Um, so, so that is, hey, hey, hey. So that's the gist of that, you know, what you're hungry for is what your heart's desire is, you know. So if you desire to be filled with God and, and his righteousness, then, then, then you'll be filled, and that is a good thing to desire. The second point is making God your absolute. Um, and this has to do with the idea of righteousness. And, and what do you think I mean by that? Make God your absolute. Does anyone have an idea? Devin? Yeah. It's focusing on God, but it's also like, you know, the things that we do, we often judge them by, by people's standards. Does that make sense? Like, if I do something wrong, I'm judging it by this rule. I did something wrong based on this rule, based on the rule at my school or my parents' rule. And by making God your absolute, you're judging everything you do based on his righteousness. Does that make sense? That, that you want you want to be living your life in a way that you're always thinking about what God would have you do in this situation. The, 
and this could be sin, but it, it could it could just be the way you live your life, the way you treat other people. Um, <clears throat> yes. So, I, I mean, there's there's all kinds of standards that we we look to. You don't want to like step on other people's morals or or all this stuff, but you want to, you know, that's kind of how people live in America. Nobody wants to upset anyone, but you want to make God your absolute. You don't want to like kind of bend and twist the things that God wants you to be doing to like fit everyone else's standard for you. Um, And then the last blank is make God your passion. Um, It's, I mean, that's pretty simple. I mean, this is being passionate about God and being passionate about your life and your relationship with him. And this is, this is like, if you're passionate about God, then you want to get to know him. You want to get to know Jesus. You want to be studying the word. You want to worship. These are things that you're, you're going to enjoy and seek after if you're making God your passion. Um, the, the quote that I really liked, and it's up on here, is... Blessed are those, it's a a rephrasing of the beatitude, blessed are those who passionately long for God. So when you think of um, blessed are the hungry, or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, you can think of it in that way, that blessed are those who passionately long for God, that this is something that we, that we should be doing. This is the way we should live our Christian lives and our relationship with him. We need to be like completely seeking after him in everything we do. Um, So that is the message. We're going to do small group time, um, but first I'm going to pray, okay? All right. Dear God, thank you for this night. Um, thank you for the people that showed up, and I pray that you are with those who are not here tonight and that you bring them back in two weeks when we have youth group again. Um, God, I thank you for these, these beatitudes. I thank you for these blessings, Jesus. Um, thank you that we, can, that we can study these things and learn how you want us to live our lives. Um, I pray that our small small groups are productive and that we can have good, glorifying conversations. In your name, amen.